only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yes, what's going on, my friends? It's Adam here from the Boulder Joe Podcast. Welcome to episode 92, featuring none other than biohacking Britney. Now, this tasty old slice is brought to you by bulldojo.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, The Crash Course to Kick Ass Day Game, get your day game sorted, short little action guide there. You can book one on one Skype coaching, destroy those limiting beliefs, create action plans in any area of your life, and also dive in for those deep, immersive boot camps. Serious inquiries only, all through bulldojo.com. Almost fucked that up. <laughs> now, if you guys would like to support this potter, you can donate anything you wish through my PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and I really appreciate those of you that have been supporting me in that way. Now, in today's episode, we dive into so much gold coming out of the biohacking side in terms of health, nutrition. It's something that I was able to get real geeky, get real nerdy with Brittany on because we, we were kindred spirits in that way. We could understand each other's lingo. And so, of course, there's so much to be derived from the health side. But you'll be shocked with how much alignment we had in mentality just across life principles. And to hear Brittany's takes on self-worth, self-acceptance, self-love, and her story of carving out her own life, it was very powerful. It was very powerful to listen to. So I'm not going to say too much more than that. I think you guys should just dive. Let's go. <gasps> Been around the block a few times. Our biohacking Brittany, welcome to the Potter. It's very good to Thank have you here. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, me. Oh, of course, we've got, a, we've got a lot to dive into here because the way that we came to know each other is pretty much like this is our first time ever speaking, but you asked me before for context, like, how did you come across my profile? Uh, you liked one of my posts and I checked it out and I saw that number one, your Instagram feed was clean. Like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of thought being put into this mm. so I, I just but what i like to do is i don't like to go to the most recent stuff i like to go down just a little bit and i tagged in one of these these photo where it's like you with your face in the water oh my and like gosh. the sink yeah yeah and i'm like what the hell is going on here so i tap on this and it's like cold water face in the cold water yeah. every single morning and i'm like yes let's go this is the, my type of person because i love all that stuff and then you know, see so you're all about the biohacking and so Anyways, guys, that sets us up for the context of this potter of how we came together. But as always, this is your first time on the potter. So I'd love for you to just have uh, a bit of time just to let people know what you're about, who you are, whatever is important to you. And then we'll dive into the real stuff after that. Yeah. Yeah. I love how that was the post that you clicked on because mm -hmm. that post did so well. And it's the most ridiculous photo ever of like me bending over with my face in the sink. It's so like, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't believe how many people have reached out to me about it. So, um, yeah, so I'm studying holistic nutrition online right now. And I also work for a nutritionist in Canada while I'm in New Zealand. So that's kind of like what my day to day looks like, but above nutrition, I'm kind of putting out there a lot about biohacking and kind of like things to do with that, that are more than just exercise and what you eat. So that's kind of like what I'm going into, um, myself. And that's kind of like where my journey is going. So that's kind of like what I'm basically sharing online. What brought you down to New Zealand? So my partner, actually he, his company, he works for Shopify. Um, they expanded to New Zealand. And so they offered to pay and like send us over here for eight months. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a good way to travel. We went to Fiji. We're looking at going to Bali and Australia and doing some hops on the way home before we go back to Canada. Nice. Have yeah. you been to Australia before? No, I haven't. 
Oh, you, yeah, do not miss. Do yeah. not miss. Yeah. What's on, when do you leave? When do you go back? Um, I think we're looking at leaving at the end of June. Um, and I have family in the Gold Coast. So I want to do Gold Coast and I want to do Byron Bay. Yeah, nice. At that time, though, the weather might not be the best. Now, uh, now it's hot as shit. Yeah. But uh, holistic nutrition. Yeah. So actually, I remember when I was going out this morning, I was training. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thinking about uh, all the different things that excites me about this term called biohacking mm-hmm. and what that is. I would love first, though, to not just assume that everyone else understands what that means because I'm balls deep in that world, which is why I'm so excited <laughs> to talk with you. Like, I'm right into that stuff and I have it for a long time. Uh, but I would love to get, like, your definition of that. What does biohacking mean to Brit? Yeah. So um, I guess I'm balls deep in that, too, uh, <laughs> which is a new <laughs> way of me putting it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so biohacking is just changing anything on the external or internal of your body to help you reach optimal health. So like I was saying before, it's above nutrition and exercise. It also looks at things like sleep and exercise or sleep and stress and relationships and sex and all of these other things beyond just like the core things that people tend to focus on when they think about health. So yeah, there's, there's a lot. So basically you can change or alter anything in order to be a healthier person, really. Mm. Yeah. That was just like your Instagram profile. It was clean. Clean. Uh, I don't even know what that means. What does that clean. mean? What do you mean clean? It's like sharp, crisp. Imagine a blade. Imagine like a samurai's blade, katana. So I have a clean. crisp Instagram profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you just know when you look at it. Whereas if you look at mine, it's all over the shop. Ah. I've kind of intended it to be that way. So that's a real, that was an awesome definition. And I'm really interested and keen to find out what got you into all that. Where did this whole journey start for you? Yeah. So I, back when I was in high school, I was dealing with health issues. I dealt with like really um, weird, but like. Hold up. How old are you now? How old do you think I am? Hmm. Do we want to play this game? Yes, we do. Because <laughs> I, hate, I hate when people don't want to play this game. It's like, well, it's not that offensive. And some cultures take real offense to it, especially yeah. girls. I, I feel like you're chilled enough for us to have this. If I were right now, first number that comes to mind is 25. Yeah, I'm 25. Fuck yes. Yes, sir. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's pretty, yeah. I don't know. But, I, I'm just trying to think of how you might know that, but it's not really written anywhere. So, no, no, we're, it's just, like, we're just vibing. Yeah, I just went with literally first number that comes to mind. Also, people is my world. So, I've, I have an idea with people, but uh, so how old are a, you? Well, how do you think I am? We're playing this game. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're older than I am. But I mean, like, I could be wrong. Um, I'm going to say 26. Close. 24. 25. You're the same yeah. age as I am? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. I was around. Yeah. I was in the ballpark. Same thing. Okay. Okay. So sort of derailing yes. there if you're yeah, yeah. extreme life story. Go back into the life story for me. <laughs> yeah. So um had some noticeable symptoms in high school and things like my hair stopped growing, started falling out. I was super moody, wasn't sleeping very well, just mm. had these really intense cravings. And just as a 16 year old, you know, it, it's pretty much hard already. Like you're going through a lot, right? Your body's changing and all of these things. But I just felt very, um, I knew something was wrong and I went to go see my doctor and my doctor was like, nothing's wrong. You're fine. And I was like, no, I know something's wrong. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to listen to you. So I went down this whole path of naturopaths and nutritionists and all these different people. And that's kind of how I fell in love with natural health. 
And through those different people and different testing I did, I realized I had a whole bunch of issues, digestive issues. And once I healed those issues, my symptoms went away. What kind of issues were those? So it was leaky gut was the main one, which is like so prevalent in society today. Mm. Um, dysbiosis, I had candida and I had parasites. So a lot of it is like all digestion gut related. So it was just like healing. That was really the pivotal moment for me to really go into natural health and realize it works and realize there's different ways of healing the body. So Uh, before we do, before we do go into that healing process, because that's Mm -hmm. huge. You just uh, came at me with a whole bunch of things that we definitely, I want to dive into. Yeah. You talked about, um, Leaky gut first. For those that don't know, because it seems like you know quite a bit about it, mm-hmm. at least firstly going through it, but now also being in the line that you're in. Yeah. Uh, what is what is that? So leaky gut is basically when the lining of your gut has little tears in it and pieces of food slip through into your bloodstream when they're supposed to be broken down and absorbed properly. And it creates so many issues. Like uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of research that says leaky gut actually might be one of the reasons behind all the different autoimmune diseases that people have. So when your gut and digestion isn't doing well, it's very hard for everything else to kind of function and do well. You know what I mean? So Mm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. good. That's good clarity. And then uh, you mentioned parasites and candida. This is interesting because just the other day, uh, it was like last weekend, uh, a girl I know, <clears throat> shout out on the gram, uh, D, <laughs> Dwin, uh, in the DMs, she sent me a link to a video. You might, oh, I can't remember his bloody name. Dr. Sebus? Sibus? Okay. Sibus? I don't know. Anyways, super into holistic uh, natural health, similar yeah. to you. And it was a video on how to kill parasites and clear out uh, that type of thing in your gut. And it was a citrus drink mm. that, that he was doing. Basically, it was like two grapefruits, two oranges, a lemon, a lime, a whole bunch of enzymes and like cinnamon oil, uh, a few different essential oils as well. Uh. And after like a 25, I'm not sure what time length of fasting, which we will talk about because uh, I'm sure you've uh, experimented. Mm-hmm. Have you? Yes. Uh, he fasted for some period of time. It wasn't that long. I think it was only like 24 hours or something. And then he drank, then he drinks this thing and then does it four hours later. And apparently that helps you to, to shit out a whole bunch of parasites. Um, does that sound like something you've been through? Like that type of cleansing? I haven't heard of anything like that, which doesn't mean it doesn't work. Um, mm. but the protocol that I went about was a bit more herbal than that. So it was just different tinctures I took that like basically killed them and got rid of them like very strong herbs, but strong yeah. Herbs. Like, like what kind of herbs? Um, the best one that I have used is called Artemisia Anna. It's very specific. And it's actually, when I was traveling, I was in Tanzania a few years ago and it's actually, you can use it to prevent malaria when you're in like malaria prone countries. So I wow. would take it every day when I was in Tanzania for six weeks and like prevented myself from getting malaria through that because it like just kills any bugs or parasites that you would get from the little like bugs that bite you. So it's very, yeah, it's very potent. It's called Artemisia Anna. That's like the herbal name of it. I'm writing this shit down. (laughs) Spell that out for me. Artemisia Anna. Anna. Spelled A-N-N-U-A. That's like the, yeah. 
Yeah, I could probably fuck that. <laughs> or you, what, could, what, you could even type in, I think like the nickname for it, the nickname for it is like Sweet Annie. So if you put in like Google, Are you kidding me? Sweet Annie uh, Herbal Tincture, it'll come up. Are you joking me right now? Sweet Addie is his nickname? Yeah. You know how ridiculous this is? I was walking home from training just like two, three hours ago, right? Yeah. I'm walking through, I'm walking the same street. There's this lovely old, little old lady. She's got a whole bunch of, she's got a really awesome garden, like really kind of Amazon looking. And we always say hi, but I never really stopped or anything. Anyways, she's throwing out some some cool looking wood. I'm saying, I'll take that wood off your hands if you if you don't need it. She's like, yeah, sure. Then all of a sudden she's like, hey, Adam, how, how often do you come by this street? And I'm like, at least three times a week to go to the gym. It's like, well, I'm going away for two weeks cause I, and I need someone to water my garden. Can you help me out? I'm like, of course. I'll water your garden. And I'm like, now what's your name? Oh, Annie. Aww. Are you joking me? The name of this herb that you're giving me right now is also the name <laughs> of this little old lady that I'm going to be watering her garden. That's a... Uh, Fate. <laughs> uh, Use fate before. Use the word fate in one of our conversations before. That's a little bit. I'm not sure if you're quite gratifying, taking the full gravity of what just happened here, but it might, <laughs> it might, it might hit you a little bit later on. But to me, that's blowing my mind. So but that's cool. That's a cool herb. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, what brought you to Tanzania? I. It was when I was in university. I did a program there where I went and volunteered for six weeks and um, taught like health education to young people there so it would have been a real trip mm-hmm. it was amazing i also climbed mount kilimanjaro Oy. and that honestly like one of the hardest things i've ever done but one of the best things i've ever done it was amazing yeah, yeah. why is that because it was five days up and down and there's nothing for you to do except for climb and walk and so it's very it's almost like spiritual in a sense because it's just you and your mind and like you have guides and whatnot and you can like talk to people, you know what I mean? But there's no phones, there's no cell reception, there's no laptop, you know, there's none of that like nonsense. So it's just you and your mind. Distractions. Yeah. And I came out of it being very clear on what I want to do in my life, which is not, I didn't know that that was going to happen, but that happened. So it's like not why you went into it, but it was just a byproduct of doing this thing. Yeah. Well, you're walking for like 11 hours a day. You're going to think about shit. <laughs> You know? Yeah, as simple as it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, had you been, this is a question I asked uh, Leish during our potter. Mm. Uh, she had a similar, not, well, not a similar journey, but a journey of coming from a place of, I guess, similar in a way of uh, being really unbalanced in life. And then through her own process, through her own journey, your, your and her journey are different for sure. Mm. But there was a similar kind of theme that I'm picking up on here. And I just, I wanted to ask you, because I asked her, had you been, spiritual and however loosely you want to take the definition of spiritual give us your definition of whatever that is to you for sure because it's definitely not one thing it's definitely not blanket but had that been something for you pre uh this this mountain yeah i mean so i grew up very christian right but there's a difference between religion and spirituality of course um Mm. so i grew up very very christian and kind of like stepped away from that as i grew older and kind of define things on my own terms and realize that wasn't something I necessarily wanted to put out into the world or like stood behind. Um, and so then there was this kind of like gap of maybe nothing, like just kind of living. And then last year I would say, and maybe the year before was when spirituality started to pick up a bit and like starting to get into law of attraction and visualization and manifestation 
and meditation and all of these different things. So that's really picked up in the last 12 to 16 months for sure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big life change, if, and especially if you're really new to it over just the last 12 to 16 months. Yeah. I mean, like I've always, I've always believed that there's something bigger than us. And I think it's very egotistical and narcissistic to think otherwise, you know, like, yeah. So I've always believed in that. It's just taken a while to kind of define what that means to me and what that looks like every day in my practice and in my life. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Life's the journey, right? Yeah. Do you, are you, do you define yourself as spiritual? I, I avoid words altogether (laughs) and this is something, uh, yeah, you have a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, when it comes to things like this, it's, you know, it's the classic, uh, Zen proverb that the finger pointing to the moon isn't the moon. Mm. So when we use these words, we have to use them because it's structure. It's how you and I are going to relate to each other. It's how the people listening to this potter, uh, can form structure. But there's definitely a, a point in the journey, at least for myself anyway. And um, if you look into various Zen philosophies and whatnot, these uh, masters point towards the idea of getting beyond the words. Mm. And, and so to your question, like getting too deep here, that to your question, would I define myself as spiritual? I would just, I just wouldn't define myself. Fair. If that makes sense. Yeah. But what if someone, what if you had to say yes or no? What would you say? What do you mean? What if I would ha- if I had to say yes? Like, or what no? if you filled out a questionnaire and it said, "Are you spiritual? Yes or no?" I think it's a pretty stupid questionnaire. <laughs> that wasn't the question. <laughs> I wouldn't be taking that questionnaire. No, I know oh. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I would say that because, uh, like, yeah, you gave us a good insight into what spirituality is for you. Mm-hmm. When I think about that word, uh, spirituality is an enlightenment of oneself for me, anyway. Mm. Right, just getting to know yourself. And I talk about a lot, of, a lot of that in my content. So, and that journey has been on and on for me since about eighteen, and uh, diving into that whole world and going through a, all these different rabbit holes. And you probably like, uh, have you ever read any of Eckhart Tolle's work? Um, a bit, but not a lot, not enough. Not enough. The Power of Now. Yeah, have you heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like one of my first introductions to understanding, or at least getting enlightenment to what the ego could be. Mm-hmm. And what it is, and you just kind of dive in off of that. So, yeah, yeah I said the stage labels, uh, I feel like, interfere. Interfere Fair. with the truth. Fair. Yeah. So, anyways, getting back on here, and that was interesting. And we might come back to a little bit more of that, how that, how you see that playing into what you do professionally. But yeah. I want to step into that side now. Mm. So, you said that you're studying underneath someone in holistic? Yes. Well, I study, like I'm studying online, um, oh, but I, yeah. but I also work for a nutritionist who's in Vancouver. And so she specializes in fertility and baby and family health. So, sure. mm-hmm. so what's, what's exciting in that world for you then? Well, eventually, like not anytime soon, but I do want to go into like family biohacking, like baby biohacking is what I'm probably yeah, going nice. to call it. Um, something like that, just because there's so much, so many people have health issues around that sort of thing. Right. So fertility issues, pregnancy issues, delivering issues, like how to raise healthy children in this world right now. So that's kind of eventually what I'm going to specialize into. That's a huge area. That's a huge area. And it's something that I even think about, like, not that I'm interested in having kids right now, but Mm -hmm. with all the information there is, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, what do you feed your kids? 
Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what should pregnancy look or the pre prenatal? Yeah. And have you heard of uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick? No. She's uh, been a, like a common guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm. And she was one, uh, she's ridiculously smart. Like just can almost like she has textbooks in her head type. Just, wow. just real and right. Wow. And uh, she introduced me to a lot of like biohacking type ideas, especially to do with uh, heat exposure, like sauna and that type of stuff. Yeah. Are you into that type of stuff? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you sauna? Yes, I do. I have a sauna at my gym, so I use what, it. What type of uh, protocol or like system do you go by? Um, I do, it's, yeah, I like to do like 20 minutes, two sessions of 20 minutes of okay. like high, high heat, um, like sitting at the top, like sitting as close to the like hot stones as possible. And then I'll do like a cold shower in between those two sessions. Let's talk about the cold. I know this is jumping over, but this this yeah. is like, because the podcast is this, it's like jumping on tangents on tangents. Yeah. But back to that image that that first uh, that I first saw on your yeah. profile. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, uh, what's the cold been like for you? What's your journey and what do you do right now with the cold as well? Yeah. So in the mornings, explaining that image to people is um, I wake up in the morning and I fill my sink with cold water, as cold as I can get it. And I dunk my face in the sink and I usually do it about five, six times, just holding my breath for as long as I can come up and do it again. And this has been actually phenomenal. Like I notice a difference within a week with my skin. Like it's just so smooth. It gets rid of blemishes. It gets rid of, um, pigmentation. It, I don't like, it just, it's magical. It's honestly magical. And I found out about it by someone sent me a DM like months ago when I put something out there being like, I'm having issues with my eyes, like they're very sensitive. Like what do people recommend? And someone was like, do this for your eyes. It's really good. It brings blood circulation to your eyes. And then I started doing it, but then I started seeing the results of my skin. So now I do it for both. But, um, so that's kind of like my daily practice of cold water therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do cold water showers. Those, oh, I know. Yeah. Those are, those are a little tough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, uh, yeah, I was gonna ask because uh, even that though, that's like, is that literally like a, you you wake up, it's like the birds are singing, and it's like pfft, straight into this for the for the face dunk for the face dunk, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. what have you like? I'm interested to find out what have you noticed about your life since installing that habit. Have you noticed anything? What do you like? What do you mean? Well, just has, has anything because I don't want to color it too much. But has anything about that, just that one new habit, do you notice anything else that in your life that might have changed as a result of that? I think it definitely slows me down um, in the morning, which is good because it takes five to 10 minutes um, and I'm away from screens and I'm away from getting my day started. It definitely creates space in my day, I would say. Space in your day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, what are you getting at? Oh, there is no right answer. I just <laughs> wanted to find out because just from my own experience, because I've been uh, I've been doing cold showers since about March last year, just every single day, similar first thing in the morning, and uh, I've just noticed a whole host of lifestyle benefits, improvements, changes that mm-hmm. come as a result of this one thing. And uh, you're in New Zealand right now, so you got similar weather to us in Australia. Yeah, it's hard to get cold water right now. Yes, it's so fucking hot, right? Yes. Is it really hot down there? Um, it's hot today. Yeah. I'm like in the sun in this room and I'm sweating. So. And you're boiling. Get yes. the AC on. No, there's no AC here. 
There's no what? there's no AC where? in this house. What? No, there's no AC here. Yeah. Where where are you staying? I'm in Wellington. What? That's a civilized area. Yeah, of course it is. But no, there's there's no AC. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. And you're there during summer. That is brutal. Yeah. 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 Okay. But you're probably all right over the because of the sauna treatment. Yeah. Right. And then the cold water showers and all of these different things that you can do. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. The uh, I was I was interested because I've noticed this with other people as well is that if you have something that you purposefully have to get like first thing in the morning, it's like regardless, it doesn't matter. Was I brought up the weather? Is that during winter people think of Australia as like a just straight desert? And a lot of it is. Yeah. Like we get cold. Like maybe yeah. not Canada cold. Yeah. It's not snowing in the streets. <laughs> but it's cold. Like you get up at 6 a.m. and you want to jump in that cold shower. It's cold. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to do that, uh, it sets your day up for absolute win. Similar to how you said before, like just creating space. Totally. There is a difference with the cold showers, I find, though. Um, I find – so I don't do straight cold showers. I'm not at that, like, intense level. But I will finish oh, my Brittany. shower. I know. I will finish my shower with cold water. Um, and I find with that is I feel very happy when I come out of the shower. Mm. It's like whenever mm. I blast myself with that cold water, you can't help but smile and laugh for, for whatever biochemical reason, right? So it, it's very, like, it's interesting. And same with, like, an ice bath. Have you ever done an ice bath? You end up laughing the oh, whole yeah. time because it, it hurts. But it's funny. But it, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally agree. There have been many a time where like I've come out of a cold shower my brother's like what the fuck was going on in there is like like I'm like watching Seinfeld or something while I'm taking cold showers yeah I'm just you can't not it's so true yeah have you ever dived into any of uh Wim Hof's work yes I have I have quite a bit um but I've never been to any of like his retreats or any of the really serious stuff have you Mm -hmm. I haven't been to any of his uh retreats or workshops but Mm -hmm. I've been using his method for yeah, three or four years, yeah. something like that. And I use it before training. I find that's into this little biohacking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't really talked about it too much other than the post I put up on the ground the other day. But it really improves your strength, like your ability mm-hmm. to lift. Because you're just <laughs> fully oxygenating the body. And uh, it kind of, especially I've been like a deadlifting power cycle for the last three months. Wow. And when you're lifting like heavier weights, your nervous system has, has a bit of lag time. Like when you get in there, you have to kind of work it up and build it up. And your first set's normally not your best set because mm-hmm. your nervous system's kind of got to kick in to get used to this weight. But doing these Wim Hof breaths, like three sets, just on the way to the gym, just 10 minutes. And it's like maximum intake, re- full body release, maximum intake, full body release. And you do that 30 times. And then you just do a maximum intake, let it all out. And then you hold your breath for as long as you can with no oxygen in. And then retake in. And you just do that three times yeah. over. The moment you step in the gym, you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing is something new that I'm diving into lately. And it's hard. It's hard when you exhale all of your breath and then you do an exercise because like at that point, your body's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm already out of oxygen. And now you're stressing me out. You're stressing out the, the system and the muscles. Right. So it's, it's interesting. I'm playing with it. I'm definitely not an expert, but I'm, I'm getting into breathing a lot lately. That's good. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be something like we come back in a year's time. You'll be like, all right, Adam, this is what it is. Yeah, we do this, especially if you're going up mountains. Yeah, yeah. That's I, actually where a lot of it was born. Yes. Yeah, and and just in general, I I really want to, and I'm working on only breathing through my nose when I work out at the gym because I so, don't. 
Not even exhaling through the mouth? No. Just oh, in and out through the nose. So no mouth yeah. breathing at all. Um, and it's really difficult. So if you're doing like hit and you're doing sprints, which is like part of my workout routine, it's really difficult to only breathe in and out through the nose. So yeah, it's... I'm, yeah, that's I'm, brutal. Yeah. That is brutal. I was doing battle ropes just at the end of a pool session this morning. Mm. And uh, I'm always in through the nose, out through the mouth. But to go in through the nose and out through the nose as well, yeah. that's even, that's, that's, that's slow. Yeah. Well, so actually dive into yeah. that. Dive into your workout routine. What's your training like? Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of like in between routines right now. Um, I think I was training too hard up until November. And then the holidays happened. And then I kind of like got, took a backseat a bit and then got back into yoga in November, December. So this year I'm, I want something that is half yoga and half really intense. So I'm playing around with what that's going to look like. And it's like you said, like having balance in every aspect of your life, including exercise, because before it was, so say it was six days at the gym, every other day was hit for 30, 40, 45 minutes. So you would get burnout from that. Yeah. Every other day. Jesus. Yeah. And then the other days would be weight training. So strength training um, like mostly legs and it was great, but it's just like too intense. Was that mostly legs? Yeah. Mostly legs. Of course. Mostly legs. Why no upper body, not giving the upper body love? No, I mean like some, yeah, like some upper body and like abs and whatnot, but I don't know. I don't really need it. I don't need, I don't know. I don't want to be like jacked and have like jacked shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I'm playing around with what this year is going to look like. But ever since I brought yoga back in in November, it's been really good. It's How long have you been doing yoga for? A few years, on and off. So, mm-hmm. uh, What do you get from yoga? What's, what's yoga do for you? Um, it grounds me. So it kind of like brings me back to the center that I want to be at. And it calms me down and brings clarity. And it's really needed. It's really, really needed. And a big issue with a lot of females is that they overexercise and they push their bodies too hard every single day. And it messes up your hormones, totally messes up your hormones, messes up your menstrual cycle, all of these different things. So you really have to be careful um, not to do that. And yoga is like a calm way to exercise and get the heart rate going and stretch without pushing yourself too hard. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can, uh, I mean, I'm not a female, but. Uh, a lot of girls I have known that are excessive, like addictive to the training. Yeah. And yeah. it goes beyond the healthy point. It's where it's actually deteriorating your health. So everything you were just saying okay. there was like, yeah, I'm picturing faces. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's super addicting, right? Like, and the moment you start seeing results and you start being able to lift more or you look different in a different way, whatever your goal is, it becomes more and more addicting. And then it becomes a unhealthy relationship with it. So you have to be really... You have to be really careful with it. Were you, did you ever have problems with weight? Like weight issues? Um, not really. Like, no, not really. Like that, that wasn't where my issues, my health issues have been. But now, mm-hmm. now I'm at the point as like someone who's 25, if I take a month off without exercising, like I'll notice in my body for sure. Like yeah. it, I'm not like one of those people who can just like eat everything and not exercise and be like a size zero. Not at all. <laughs> so no. Yeah. See, like the the average uh, the average girl walking down the street, if they walk by you, at least from what I can see on the screen here, mm-hmm. might assume that you know when they assume like, oh, girls that are already the girls that look look good, they look healthy. Oh, they've just always been able to do that. 
that's what people assume. Yeah. Like people completely underlook the journey that went into where you're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So yeah, I'm also tall too, right? So it kind of like helps spread things out. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you? Um, I'm 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. Oh shit. You're much taller than me. How tall are you? That's what the funny thing about meeting through uh, Skype. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a good day, I'm 5'6". Aww. <laughs> Aww. That was so mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh. Some guys get so confused. Like, it's interesting how many questions I've got about that uh, from guys. Oh. I always ask, how tall are you? How tall are you? And I'm like, on a good day, 5'6". What do you mean on a good day? <laughs> like, guys, this is relax. relax. So, can you biohack your height? Yes, you can. Oh, I'm not sure if you can biohack it, but I know that you could certainly artificially hack it. Yeah. Have you heard about those things of like snapping your legs, your like your your shins in half? And what? they do something, they snap like your legs in half. There's like Chinese people. I'm not sure if it's Chinese girls and guys, but it's definitely Chinese people. We're getting their shins snapped in half and then they elongate the leg that way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, so not, maybe not it's not biological it's not biological don't but, do that no but i would even if there was uh, i'm not so sure that i'd be so ready to uh mm. it, it's like it's not important yeah exactly. it's not important if you know what i mean and actually it causes uh at least in my world it causes a ridiculous amount of issues uh with guys that have tremendous social anxiety yes one of their big limiting beliefs is their height right yeah. and uh they think that no there's no way that they could go out and uh, go up to the girl they're attracted to uh, mm-hmm. because they're because they're number one because they're taller, mm-hmm. right? And actually, this is a this is an interesting segue, interesting segue. But mm-hmm. you're with you're with a uh, partner right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's dive back before that. Let's go back before that. How, how first off, how long have you been with your partner right now? So we have been together for a long time, like eight years. But, Eight years, Jesus. But, yeah, so we we dated until the end of the university, and then we broke up for a year, and then we went our separate ways, and then he moved to the city that I was in, and then came and found me, and all of this romantic stuff. So usually, uh-huh. usually I don't talk about him in my biohacking world, so it would be interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen. Like I, I say to everyone else, because this is just part of the angle. No matter who comes on, like. I also want to kind of dive into, bring you into my world a little bit and explore yeah, some of these no, ideas of as well. But of course, uh, share what you want to share. It's, there's, mm-hmm. there's no pressure whatsoever. But with that being said, so if you're 25 now and you guys have been together, you know, eight years bar, bar one uh, adventurous uh, delineation. So what that would have made you 17 yeah. when you guys got together? About that, yeah. So that, and the schooling system is completely different everywhere else other than Australia. So what's that? Is that high school? Yes. Is that end of high school? It was, you guys call it college? It was high school, yeah. Like high school. close to the end of high school, yeah. Oh, and then okay. and then into university. So I'm just from my own personal mind, mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested in when you guys did choose to separate, mm-hmm. um, what was that because of? That was, gosh, I haven't thought about this in a while. Um so that was more him than me. And that was very much post university. What are we doing with our lives? Where are we going? There were so many questions. Um, and we were also living in Toronto, like close to Toronto. 
and just about like life journey. And it's hard to make those decisions, those massive life decisions when you're with somebody else and you have to bring in that person. And it just, we just need a time apart. And we just, yeah, yeah, you can't at that point. And it was like the best decision we ever made, honestly, hands down. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it was something that you guys came to harmony with. At least you're definitely out with it now. I'm interested in the time. Was it harmonious at the time? Um, probably not. Like I, I, like I was pretty heartbroken, but I was also younger, but it was, it was needed because at that point I needed to figure out who I was without him and I needed to figure, and I needed to date other people, which sounds bad, but I did. And I just needed to be out on my own. And I moved to Vancouver by myself and met other people and other guys and all these different things. And it had to happen. Like I had to have that year of growth and it was a massive year of growth. So yeah. it was good. It was really good. And there's a couple of things you said there that I definitely want to revisit in terms of how I'm not, it's probably just subconsciously popped out because mm. that is the society stigma, which is that sounds bad that you had to go and learn who you were in relation to other people, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I drive hard against. Well, yeah. at least the negative stigma around that, that's like my number one go-to. For anyone, whether you come out of a relationship or whether you're just starting to meet new people, yeah, absolutely. Everything you just said there was ringing bells, like good time. Good. So that's uh, it sounded it sounded great. Like I'm so happy to hear that you were able to uh, do that for yourself, and then you're both able to do that for yourselves. It's yeah. uh, that's so important. So track forward then, when you guys decide to come back together, how who were you at that point then? How did you feel like you had changed? I felt like, yes, I want to give this another bat. Yeah. So, so when we broke up initially, I didn't think we were getting back together mm. at all. So mm-hmm. I like deleted him off of all social media. I changed my phone number, like all of these things. And for him, like we've talked about it since it was, it wasn't like that for him. He, I think he knew long-term that he was going to come back and like try and get me back and all of these things. So Um, so it was a very different experience like that. Right. So I spent that year trying to move on, trying to figure out who I was and, and not in a sense like, Oh, maybe he'll come back. Okay. I'm not going to date anybody else or I'm not going to do anything else. Right. So it was very, like, I was very independent and had to figure that out on my own. Um, and then when he came back, it was just different. It was like, I wasn't relying on him. I didn't need him quote unquote, because I had just lived by myself for a year in a city. And once you do that, you're like, I, I don't really need anybody, right? Like you do, like you need like social, you know, relationships and whatnot. But it, it was just like the sense of independence that I didn't have before. And it's mm. priceless. It's, it's priceless. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, if you had, if you had, you didn't even need to say then. Uh, no, but I know we kind of need social, uh, you know, relationships. But if, if, if the bucket stopped at that you know i don't need anybody it's such a uh it's such a core value to have it's such a core thing to just have an understanding that mm. you can walk on your own it sounds like that's what you're doing yes yeah and when you're with somebody for so long when you're that young how like how are you going to figure that out you know so there's people who date they meet in high school and they date for 10 years and they get married and have kids and all of this stuff but who are you without that person and that's very important, right? So I was I was talking to this like couple the other day who are married, and their hierarchy is 
um, self marriage kids work. So hmm. that's, that's the order. That's an interesting hierarchy. Yeah. So that's the order of everything. So you put your marriage in front of kids because kids can always sense when something's wrong in the marriage and work is obviously not as important as like family life, but yourself is the most important above all of that, because how can you take care of other people if you aren't really taking care of yourself? Right. So. On point. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Do you uh, see yourself? I know you're talking about, you want to go hard into the, uh, baby biohacking, but mm-hmm. what's kids look like for you? What does children look like for you? Yeah, I definitely want kids. Um, I've worked with kids a lot just in my different jobs that I've had in the last like 10, 12 years. So I definitely do want kids, but it has to be the right time, you know, and it has to, I mean, but I know there's never a right time for it, but it, it doesn't feel like it's the right time right now. So in the What future. gives you that feeling? Cause I, that's like, Similar, I think I might have even said it before, but I would definitely say it right now again that, yeah, definitely in the future, but not right now. But I'm more interested in everyone's reason for that because most people our age would say that. Yeah. I don't know too many 23 to 25 year olds that would be saying, yeah, 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 now is the right time. Yeah. I'm not sure too many of that. But most of us would be saying, yeah, maybe or potentially yes, but not right now. So why not right now? What's that why for you? it's more like career focus. Like I, I just, I don't have the baby brain on, like I'm just very focusing on my career and that's what I want 2019 to look like. And I've like deliberately put that intention out there. Hmm. So in my mind, there's no space or time or energy for children right now. So that's, I don't know. Yeah. I think, and I think you go through phases through life, right? So if, you spend your early twenties, mid twenties, really kicking butt in your career. Then later on, you can make that time to have children in a more like calm and easier fashion. Mm. Yeah. Let me hit you with something right here that might seem a little off ball. Okay. Why do you wake up in the morning? To help people with health and educate people about health. And I love helping people. Number one, but number two is like, health focus. So when I combine those, like that's when I'm in my zone. And that's why, that's why I put out my clean Instagram photos. <laughs> and that's why I go on podcasts with people I don't know is because the more that I can help people with health and natural health and biohacking and make them realize that there's more out there than what they're doing, the better our society becomes and the better they, their health becomes. And that's so important. So when your day comes, Whenever that is, mm-hmm. right? It's a time to go, time to live, whatever the next thing might be. Mm. Um, how would you have liked to have looked back on your life? Like, how does Brit's life look at that stage if you keep coming at each and every single day with that vibe that you just hit me with them, which is powerful? Mm. What does that life look like? On, the, on my last day? Yeah, like, like all, that's, all that's happened up until then. Wow. Yeah, let it digest for a second. I, I feel like we're in that space now. So no rush. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If I could just even help a handful of people make substantial health changes long-term, hmm. that, that's enough. That, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't have to be this massive influencer or massive 
uh, empire or like, you know what I mean? Or like all these books and podcasts and stuff. It's, it, at the end of the day, it's, if it's substantial health change in people would be amazing. And I've already had some of that. So it's like really nice when it happens. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is that, cause like those questions, I just hit you with them. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, for, uh, those listening right now, this is legit the first time we've ever uh, spoken to each other and there was no prep just like for all the other 91 episodes of this potter. There is no prep. There is no notes. I don't uh, speak with Brett before we're saying, okay, so at some point I'm going to hit you with these questions. Yeah. So what you, so you know, whatever just came out of her mouth right then was a hundred percent authentic to whatever she's feeling. And uh, I've got an intense radar for when the inauthenticity comes out of people. And I think to a large extent, Mm. us as human beings do because i think it's biological we had to be able to detect who the lies were just for our survival uh you know we have that you can just feel it when it's a bit off totally but what you just said was it was calming for me like it was grounding for me because oh. i'm looking at that light coming through your eyes and that magic that i refer to it as what i refer to as the disney magic <laughs> and it was it was powerful it was cool. it's like uh the first video of the year i put out uh, your path to success in 2019 mm-hmm. was pretty much just about what you were talking about there and this other video I made called Why Do You Wake Up in the Morning? And those two questions, you know, the themes of this, I'm really, really interested in people like yourself that are clearly cutting their own path through life. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing, you're doing what you need to do. You're doing Brit, right? And was I'm interested now to find out has that always been the case for you? Is that mm. something that someone lit a fire underneath for you? Would the did shit have to happen for that to fill in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. That's that's really nice. Um, I for you to say those things. Uh, but definitely no. Like it definitely wasn't always like this. I before we moved to New Zealand, I was in a job for two and a half years, and it was an amazing opportunity and an amazing job. But it had nothing to do with health, really. Hmm. But it was awesome because I got corporate experience and I got paid really well and I got all of these benefits and all of this stuff. And when you're in your young 20s, like that's really important. But I honestly, every single day at that job, it felt like it wasn't me. And it felt like, and I questioned like, why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Like, this doesn't feel right. And then it took so long to make a move, like so long, but I did, but it took a long time. What was the catalyst for that move? Well, the thing is like a lot of people said to me, like, just because you're passionate about health doesn't mean you should do it as your career. It can be a side passion. It can be just like an Instagram. It can be a blog or whatever. And I kept thinking like, no, like, I just don't think I can be one of those people who works a nine to five and has my passion on the side. Like, I just don't think I can do that. Like, I really feel like my passion has to be my whole life. And it, it took me a long time to realize that it was okay to feel it like that. And it was okay to jump on that and move forward. So. And even what you were just saying there just seems uh, one and the same reflective, just two sides of the coin of who you are as a person, mm-hmm. because I, I don't, I can't imagine you seem very strong-willed just in the time that we've spent together here, right? That you don't necessarily take shit from other people. Mm-hmm. Would that be fair to say? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that also, yeah. it's, it's no surprise that it also aligns with that, what you just said there on 
I feel like my whole life has to be my passion. Yeah. It, it doesn't surprise me. I, yeah. And then for a long time, I felt bad that I felt that way. Hmm. I felt like... Why is that? Is that because of friends and family? Yeah. And I just felt like I should be grateful for the, the work opportunities that I have. And I should be grateful for this job that's paying me all this money, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just played that like back and forth for so long, like so long. And yeah, at one point it just, it was just too much, you know? Um, and a lot of people deal with this, right? Like a lot of people, the side hustle now is huge. Hmm. It's huge. So some people can have it as a side hustle and some people just need to make it a, a full, a full time thing. It's like, it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just knowing who you are, which is what I was feeling from you there is that yeah. you couldn't breathe if this wasn't your full entire thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a sense of like lack of alignment with yourself, hmm. you know? And it's the same, like if you're ever dating somebody who you don't think that you should be dating or, or who isn't right for you, or if you're doing something that you feel like isn't right, you know what I mean? Like you, you know, inside and it's just, 100%. and it's just, how long are you willing to suppress that feeling for? That's the question, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's that common thing with human beings. Mm -hmm. it's like until the uh, level of pain is great enough, we won't change. Yeah. We have, we have to, we'll, we'll endure so much. Yeah. It's crazy how much people will endure. Totally. Like some of the stories that I get from like, uh, just from random people through the channel, through the website, but just even my personal clients, like really, you, you knew this was over three years ago, yet you spent another two years on top of that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, because in that day-to-day -day monotony, like you can find small joys and small things, mm. ignoring this, uh, kind of like distracting, yeah. distract yourself from the, the entire pie. Right. Totally. And there's a whole bunch of things you can do to like numb it. Right. Mm. So like drugs, alcohol, watching Netflix, things that just make you forget. 100%. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had uh, any issues with addiction? Maybe coffee. <laughs> Maybe That's coffee. about it. Like I no, I'm I'm not really into drugs or any of that sort of stuff. Um, but that's not the only addiction, right? Like we talked about, like you can be addicted to exercising. Um, mm. Yeah. So no, I I wouldn't say addiction. No. Okay. What about you? Uh, similar lot on the lines to your coffee, but I'll just flip coffee for chocolate. Uh, what I found dark chocolate, not milk chocolate, because yeah. I've you know kicked the sugar a long time ago, the processed yeah. sugar anyway. Yeah. But um, when I found out like what dark chocolate is, first off, you hate it because it's like, what is this? What is yeah. this chalky, extremely bitter thing? But as you start to, what I found, I'd be interested to find out if you found something similar. When you start to like take in like fermented foods, like sauerkraut and mm. kombucha, these really intense bitter things, like they repulse you at first because you're not used to it. But then once you get used to it, you start to, you become addicted to that intensity of flavor, intensity of micronutrient oh, content. Okay. Yeah. So that's, so the dark, dark chocolate like took me over. And, uh, <laughs> I try to find every, every way. Like, have you ever made, um, keto brownies before? No, not, not brownies. No. Ridiculous. How, how, what percentage dark chocolate do you eat? So... I can, it depends on the brand because mm. some brands, their 92% is just death. <laughs> it's like the worst, mm. but some 92s are all right. That's the highest I'll, I'll go. 
Oh, wow. I, don't, I don't even know any brands that will go higher than that, but I normally would sit around 85. Yeah. I used to eat 100% dark chocolate. What? Yeah. I, I can't even find 100%. Yeah. It was in Whole Foods in Vancouver. Yeah. It's intense. Mm-hmm. It's what really- was that like? Was it chalky? Ridiculously chalky? No, no, I wouldn't say it was chalky, but it's a very almost bitter flavor, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like no sweetness at all, obviously. Um, mm. But it's good. Mm. But it, it's, it's real like, good. It's like what I got in this old matcha bowl right here. Do you ever fuck with matcha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love matcha. I love matcha with um, like collagen added to it and coconut milk. Ah, yes, That's- here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. So, uh, have you heard of, uh, um, this thing of using, this is just like, I was going to say, you definitely would have heard of this term because it's a term that me and my mate made up. We called them naptures, but they, I think it was originally used in whatever study they did on it with coffee, which is doing a coffee and then straight away going into a 30 minute nap. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have heard of this. Yeah. Have you tried this? No. It's good. I- I just, I can't, I can't get behind napping right now. To me, napping is like an old person thing. Mm. So when I'm like 50, stigma. yeah, it is a stigma. It's totally a stigma, but, um, what am I going to do nap for half an hour? Like what a waste of time. Oh, see but <laughs> what it does is that it improves, it improves your time after that yeah. to be far more efficient, far more effective because your brain is just jazzed, but yeah. We'll argue more later about the validity of whether we're at the stage of life with that. With yeah. that. All I wanted to point out is that uh, the matcha, matcha taking like a straight matcha before uh, a nap, and I don't remember the exact biochemical responses that are going on, but from my memory, it was that when you go into that, whatever stage of sleep it is during just that 30 minutes, mm-hmm. it allows more of the caffeine within said drink to bind to the receptors so you actually integrate more of it than if you were awake when taking it so then you wake up like you know a nap's going to give you a boost if you keep it within a certain limit yeah anyway but then you take it with some matcha you take it with some coffee you wake up like feeling like you 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 just i know you did a line of coke or something you just yeah (laughs) yeah honestly i feel like this is going to be one of my baby biohacks in the future for moms. Oh, for moms. I thought you were talking about the baby. No, just, no. Just... <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, for moms, like take a little half an hour nap and take a little espresso shot or something beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could, uh, you, by all means, feel free to uh, credit me as well. Yes. Oh, by the way, Adam also said this as well. Yes, yeah. I wonder who started that whole uh, trend of it because I've seen it in a few places now, like yeah. on, on, on Instagram, like people talking about it. On the gram. I think okay. it was about a year ago that I heard of it. And it wasn't just like some bro science stuff. There was some actual, mm-hmm. some legitimate research behind it. So I tried it and, and it works for sure. Yeah. Now this segue is good. I'm not sure how it's taken this long for us to get to this. Uh, uh, you would think this is maybe the first thing, but it's, hey, that's a potter. Uh, I would love to know about your nutrition, like what your day-to-day yeah. uh, looks like in micro, but also macro principles, if you do follow any macro stuff, but dive into that for me. Yeah. So easiest way to talk about it would say that first and foremost, my basis is paleo. So I stay away from dairy, grains, sugar. I do drink alcohol, so I'm not obviously full paleo. Um, and I stay away from processed food. And then I cycle keto. So 
maybe every other day I'll have high fat days and more lower carb days. And then I also cycle intermittent fasting. So it's kind of like complicated how I eat, but it's taken me a while to really get down to the nitty gritty of what works for me. And that's what works for me. So I used to intermittent fast every single day and that was not good. Like that led to some issues. Um, like hormone, what kind of issues, hormonal issues. So mm. females who intermittent fast too much, it's the same thing as over-exercising. It's really mm. hard on the female body. Like really stressful. Mm -hmm. It's too stressful. You need some carb, you need some fuel. So that's why I don't intermittent fast every day. So it's probably about every other day I do it now. Um, and that I find is like the best results for sure. That's really interesting. You mentioned that because this is exactly what I found with myself. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, huh. I found about found out about intermittent fasting when I was about eighteen, right. uh, when I just started as a personal trainer, running my first personal training business in Adelaide, and intermittent fasting wasn't big at that time. There's only maybe one or two people on YouTube talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, but but the first thing you heard of was sixteen and eight. Yeah. So I tried that out, and for the first three months, it's incredible. It, it does so many things for your appetite suppressing, for um, showing you you don't need food as much as you thought you did, mm -hmm. like releasing that addiction. Mm -hmm. um, so many good things in terms of that. But what I did find, and I've over the years experimented with a lot, like 22 and 2, 23 and 1, uh, multiple day fasting, just, you know, yeah. because you get addicted to – well, if 16 and 8 was good, what if I fasted a little bit longer? Yeah. yeah. A little bit longer, a little bit longer. Yeah. Right? You get that addictive personality into the point where it actually, uh, I'm not sure who described it this way. It wasn't definitely not uh, my words, but eventually it breaks your metabolism. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can't consume nearly as many uh, calories just by default, which is if you're trying to lose a lot of weight, it's a good thing. But once you've already lost that weight, you're pulling from not much. Like there's not much water left in the well to pull from, so to speak. Mm. And so your body goes into this perpetual starvation mode, which is, as you're talking about before, stressful, extremely yeah. stressful hormonally. So yeah, it fucked with me. And so <laughs> now very similar to what you were saying, um, you know, like some days you will, some days you won't. Yeah. That's kind of like where I'm at now as well. Yeah. I also like the idea of more of a fluid way of eating. And mm -hmm. I, I really want to see this come into health trends and nutrition trends is like rather than someone being like, oh, I'm vegan. I'd like it to be like, oh, I'm vegan today, but tomorrow I'm going to eat meat. And I think that there should be this ability to go in and out of different ways of eating and, and in and out of fasting. And that's kind of what I do too. Like, like probably half the week I'm a vegetarian, but I don't like define myself. Oh, I'm vegetarian. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I wish there was more, oh, it's okay to be vegetarian some days and it's okay to eat paleo and it's okay to be keto. And just kind of like how you're feeling in that day rather than like this one label of who you are as a person. Are you, uh, are you seeing the lines here? The drawing the lines back to the beginning of this photo with spirituality? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying with the spirituality thing. Like labels don't really mean much. It's mm. just words, right? Yeah. 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 Well, everything you're saying right there is because I 100% agree and that's also how uh, it's more so what I was talking on is the yeah, that stigma that people put on and like the the iron bars around how you, mm -hmm. you're either this or you're that. Yeah. And if you leave this, like then they turn against you. Those people turn against you. Totally. People freaked out when I got off keto. Some of my uh, followers are freaked out. Yeah. I've been on keto for like two and a half years or so. Yeah. And eventually that kind of, that messed me up. 
like not eating fruit for two years, I'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it took me probably, oh, I would say like three months, maybe a little bit more, like extreme digestive issues after that. That's why I was like so interested at the beginning about your digestive issues because mm. I went through a lot of that uh, with keto, particularly coming off keto and trying to reintroduce uh, fruit, which is right. something pre-keto never had an issue with. Right. Um, yeah, the, there's just being able to switch, like you're saying there, to have a, a fluid way of eating. It's about a flow and yeah, I think that's such a more holistic way yeah. of uh, approaching it, yeah? And also like people change, right? Like maybe what diet worked for you as a teenager doesn't work for you as an adult man now and maybe won't work for you in 10 years or like these different things, right? So it's kind of just having this more fluid way about concepts in general, I think. Yeah. Something. Yeah. In general. Because if in you look, look at that with spirituality and religion, yeah, it's like that's even worse. It's right. even worse in that. Oh, yeah. Right. If you are... Uh, especially depending on what culture you live in, it can mean life and death for some people yeah. if they were to change change their belief system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of issues around that. You can't be both. You can only be one thing. And then if you leave the one thing, you must be the other thing. You can't be in the middle. And like, it's just nonsense. It's just, yeah. So what are your, what's your social circle like when they know, this is actually, this is a good one. Uh, what's your social circle be like as you've dived hard into this world of where you, like before when we were talking about matcha, mm-hmm. like average people, or when I say average people, people that aren't in deep, real deep mm-hmm. in the world of health, uh, don't know what matcha is. But then if you were to hit them and say, oh yeah, by the way, with the, the, the napture, uh, the napture with, the, with the nap and also with the coconut milk and, and adding the collagen, right? You mentioned the collagen. That's when you lose a lot of people. That's where people mm. are like, excuse me? Yeah. What are you talking about? They get like, they're just like, oh, this is, this is too much for me right now. And, you know, you start to find that your, your friendship circle has changed because of this. Has that, how do your friends handle that? Have you seen any of those shifts or in yeah. your friends or family? Yeah. So a lot of my friends who are in BC and Vancouver are very health conscious people. And because it's kind of got that LA healthy California vibe to it, the city, um, I've never really had issues of being like too healthy for my friends. And it's, mm. it's almost like they come to me when they have their health questions, which is great. But, um, I can see how that would be an issue in places that are less progressive. Right. Mm. So like middle of America where, you know, they're eating junk food all the time and not exercising and all these different things. If you're going to mm. go in there and be like, have matcha with collagen and make sure it's <laughs> marine collagen and organic or blah, 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 whatever. They'd be like, what are you even saying? I don't know what any of this means. So with that sort of thing, if you're kind of like going towards that audience, like past your friends, you just want to start with the basics, right? Like you got to really just boil it down. Mm. And and that just relates with to health in general is like, the marine collagen with the matcha is like very specific. If you yeah. start with the low hanging fruit, just focus on that. And you're going to get bigger results, better results than just this one drink or this one supplement you take that you think is going to be like the best thing ever and cause all these different changes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, let's go in on that then. Uh, Let's get to your expertise here. We've got mm-hmm. we've got a lot of we all know who you are now. We've got a lot of a lot of context on who yeah. Britain, Britain is. So uh, say that 
say I'm that average Jeffrey, right? Uh, the middle of America, average Jeffrey, okay, who's uh, really not exercising that much and let's say, and definitely with the health, like just eating shit, processed food, yeah. that type of stuff. It is ridiculously overwhelming with the amount of content mm-hmm. uh, there is and all the different things. It's like, especially you said before, like this, someone's listening to this. Uh, in fact, I can actually put a few faces to a, a couple of people that I know that are uh, guys that watch my content that have been struggling with their weight for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, uh, this is also a huge limiting belief uh, for them as well when it comes to going out and getting social with people. And it's not that, oh, we've got to talk about body shaming as well and that type of stuff. We'll park that. <laughs> we'll park that for now. But let's start with here. Let's take that average, that average Jeffrey's a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Where do you suggest those type of people begin with all of this and getting their health in order? Yeah, it's definitely overwhelming, right? And like you said, you Google things and there's so much information out there. Um, but I would kind of like break it down into, well, first of all, like what are your goals is the most important question. Is your goal to lose weight? Is your goal to prevent disease when you're older? Is your goal to have healthier skin? Like, like what is your goal? All right, let's take this because the two that either the guy or girl listening to this photo right now, they just want to look good naked. All right, they want they yeah. look good naked. Let's let's keep that goal in mind then. Okay, so if you want to look good naked, as you say, um, yeah, I would look at the simplest things would be exercise, nutrition, stress, and sleep. And maybe like mental health as well. Like if you were going to do like five pillars, like that's kind of, I think what you would look at. Um, Exercise, we don't really need to dive into. Nutrition would be. Yeah, I'm interested in your thoughts on where you would start someone with nutrition. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of talk about nutrition. Is it more important to add healthy foods in? Or is it more important to remove non-healthy foods as the first step? So I would say from my own experience, it's more important to remove healthy foods or unhealthy foods um, just as a way of allowing your body to detox and clean itself out faster um, and allow your organs to function better and allow you to lose weight and all of those types of things. So if you were to start with nutrition, that would be probably one of the first things we would look at as in Let's go through your little food journal that you have of the week. What junk food are you eating? What processed food are you eating? And let's start to remove some of those like offending things. Mm. So, yeah. 100% agreed. Like if you to pose that question of whether uh, take bad things out or put good things in, I think for sure taking bad things out first is definitely be number one. At least I found out myself anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's totally good to add things in, of course, right? Like if you put in antioxidant supplements and that sort of thing, but I just think like strain on the body wise, it's going to be easier to just remove junk food and move pop and remove fries and burgers and all of these things. So, yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. And I'm, I'm sure the, uh, that average Jeffrey or Jeff Rett, Jeff Ed. Jeff. Girl version. Uh, Jeff Ed. That's a terrible name. Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, I'm imagining now because this is something like, especially, and some of the work that I'll dive into with them on my end as to why their mind would go to this next question. But it invariably is the next question, mm-hmm. which is that instead of just hearing the gold of which you just espoused, mm-hmm. they would go straight to, but that sounds unbalanced. What? You say I can never have burgers, I can never have fries, right? How do you uh, how do you handle people's like reactions to that? Because that's what the I'm not sure if this is the fault of the health community or 
it's probably like a little bit, bit of both, but it's definitely a huge part of it on the individual that gets too extreme with things and thinks that, you know, it's the cold turkey mentality. It's like you're either going to be the sun or the moon, so to speak. Um, right. Where's your, what's your take on, on balancing that type of stuff? If there is, you know, where's your line? Yeah, I think that, I think it is a balance, right? And I think that when you restrict foods too much, it can create an unhealthy relationship with food. Hmm. And so, and also I don't ever want to say like good foods and bad foods either. Right. Hmm. And you, you have to be the psychology of eating and the psychology of like relationship with food is really, really important. And it really has to be come into play. So it depends on the person, but maybe balance for that person looks like something sweet on the weekend or something sweet every Friday and Saturday night. But during the week they meal prep and they're getting their veggies in and they're getting their good carbs in and they're getting their fat in. And then it's not as big of a deal on the weekend if they have that moment. But then also like, I also don't like the idea of a cheat meal. Like I don't like Mm. the idea of cheating on yourself. Right. So there's all these like weird words that go around with it. So it really depends on the person, what you're working with. Mm. Just going to close this. There you go. Yeah, sure. No, that it's just like everything you say. We we couldn't be more aligned in uh, small few few small things. You're a coffee person. I'll let that slide. <laughs> but but just in macro, like on the big things here, there's so many things I'm seeing. That it's like, yeah, we would uh, if we were to switch bodies, I feel like we would both be quite comfortable. And like yeah. if you had to eat the way that I ate and the way that I had to eat the way that you eat, I think mm-hmm. we would. I would be really comfortable because even just the psychology stuff. I love that. Mm. And when you said like the idea of most people, because I think this is a new thing. I don't think this is something that a lot of people are talking about is removing the negative connotations with the words we use around food. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still hear that word used in a positive sense, like at the gym. I still hear trainers using, yeah, you can have your cheat meal on yeah. Friday or Saturday. You can look forward to your cheat meal yeah. on Friday or Saturday, but that fucks with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like when you, when you have that cheat meal, like how do you feel afterwards? Right. Like, do you feel, mm. do you feel nourished or do you feel like, Oh shit, I just got rid of all my progress from the week. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, you feel like and, shit. Yeah. So like, how do you have a healthy relationship with food where you can have a massive piece of carrot cake and be like, yeah, I still love myself. I still think I'm beautiful and fit and all of these different things. So mm. it's tough. It's really tough. I do want to talk about the carrot cake, but it's probably something more important uh, because I can't believe you're eating carrot cake. <laughs> For sure, she's banana cake, but that's okay. I'll let that slide as well. But the second thing you you, you mentioned, love myself there. Mm. And the moment I heard that, uh, it's like traffic lights, signals in my mind go, okay, let's talk about self-worth here. Yeah. Did you ever struggle with that yourself? Oh, of course. In regards to finding like your way through the world and what self-worth mean look like to you now? Yeah. Self-worth and self-love are very difficult things to learn. Mm. And it's difficult to, for me, I'll talk from my experience. It's difficult for me. Well, it has been in the past to love myself, no matter what I eat or what, no matter what I look like, or no matter what my income is as well. That's been a thing with me is like, oh, I'm making this amount or I'm moving up in this job. I love myself more right now because in my mind, I'm more successful because 
there's proof of this success because there's money. Right. And that, but that's like a whole nother thing. And then food wise. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like how, how do you, how do you love yourself and not beat yourself up and feel the same about yourself before and after eating different things? I don't know. I don't know if I know the answer to that. Right. What's it been for you then? Like, how did you get, if you are at that place now, and of course, like, it's totally okay to say you're not at that place right now, but whatever the truth is for you. um, Yeah. I would say that um, if I do have carrot cake, Mm. right? If I have a thought afterwards that's negative or self-deprecating, then I am very self-aware where I catch it. And I'm like, no, it's okay to be balanced. It's okay to do this. Like I love myself no matter what, but I'm very self-aware mm. and I, and I have like strong mental health because I take care of myself. So I can see how people who are nutrient deprived or their brain isn't working as well as it should be and have mental health issues and emotional health issues can struggle when they have that carrot cake afterwards. So. That's a huge thing you've just opened up right now is the relationship <laughs> between nutrition and mental health yeah uh, i've read a lot of materials on this uh have you heard of the ultra mind solution ultra mind no no forgetting the guy's last name john someone <laughs> dr john dr john someone i could even be messing up or michael dr john my i don't know the ultra mind <laughs> solution it's in my it's in my uh, room and i'm not going to dive out and get it now yeah. fuck it yes i am hold on a sec okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was way off. I was way off on his day. Oh my god! <laughs> Those listening to the pottery, like, I hope Britt did a good job of hosting for a second there, just explaining what the fuck happened. Did you? I'll find out anyway. No, I did nothing. I got my water because it's I'm sweating, and that's all I did. <laughs> you haven't taken like a sip this entire time. I know because I feel like it's loud on the audio, so I don't want to mess up your audio. Oh, you are far too considerate and crazy at the same time, not just because of the carrot cake. Because, yeah, she's been sitting here this entire time. It's hot as fuck. She's, yeah, I'm like I'm down in bowls of matcha. I don't know. This one I, right I, here. Honestly. Anyway, yes. This one right here. Uh, the Ultramind Solution by Dr. Mark Hyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This one you've got to be ready for because he dives into the biology, but he makes it super relevant with case studies in every single little uh, so he might go into all the chemical reactions of what's going on, but it'll make sure that you get it. Like you understand why it was important to know that uh, these chemicals that we're doing one that's affecting your hormones, which is making you depressed, right. which is making you anxious, which is uh, draining your willpower. Even the idea, like people think that willpower is this uh, unlimited thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. Right? You have a certain amount each day based on the glycogen in your brain, and we make bad decisions when we're out of it. Mm-hmm. When you're at night. It's, uh, let me run something by you here. Okay. I would be interested to hear your, your thoughts on this. If you have, if you've ever had an issue with this, but I just know for myself that one of the biggest hacks I was thinking about the other day, just while walking, when I think about how I was able to turn my shit around, mm. not that I've ever been overweight, but there's a photo I put up like two weeks ago on the gram of like Christmas this year versus Christmas two years ago. And from beneath the shirt, you wouldn't be able to tell, but with shirts off, 
I was carrying a lot of extra body fat around here. And uh, at that time, and what I remember, like one of the biggest things, it seems, it might seem pretty big to some people, but to me, it just seemed like it was a must. I had to do it, which was not eat on other people's schedules, mm. like, such as family. Like just because my family's eating at this time, that doesn't mean I have to eat at this time. And just because they're eating this food yeah. doesn't mean that I have to eat this food. Yeah. And separating from that was one of the biggest lifestyle keys for me anyway. Yeah, that's really difficult. It's it's very difficult. Um, and I've had issues around that, especially like with my own mom and parents. If they make something for me mm. for dinner mm. and I say, well, no, mom, I don't eat dairy because it doesn't agree with me and it, it causes digestive issues. You have to be really careful because she can take that personally or mm. she can take that and be offended by it, but it's not her or her cooking. It's just the actual like ingredients. So that's, it's really tricky. Food with family is very difficult. It is. And you have to have a lot of willpower, right? Have, have they been accommodating to you? Yes. Yeah. Now, now when I go home, my mom has like almond milk in the fridge and whatever. Right. But All I mean, right. it's taken years to get to that point. Of like, no, this is how I eat. No, don't give me that food or don't like put that in the fridge. Like, yeah, it takes a long time. So mm. that's a hard one. It's a hard one because, yeah. and I think the reason why I brought that up was because I saw, oh, willpower. That's right. Yeah. Because you can, you can be, uh, I, I would say now that we spent even more time together, that uh, we're both similar in that way that, you know, we'll go after what we want to get after and yeah. we're pretty strong willed and it's going to take a lot to push us off whatever we've chosen. We want to do and the path that we're walking We're similar in that way. And when are you, what month are you born in by the way? September. Uh, is that, is that still a Leo? No, it's Virgo. Outside of Leo? It's That's Virgo. Very, oh, okay. Are you a Leo? Yeah. Yeah. I just would have assumed you, maybe you were as well just because yeah. of that strong headedness as well. <laughs> but anyways, um, but if it's a family dinner, like it's at it's at nighttime, and you've had a you've had a banger of a day. You've been crushing, you've been doing your study, and your brain's warped. And all of a sudden, there's uh, whatever is on the table. There's uh, there's there's lasagna. Your mom's lasagna. There's cheese. There's, there's milk products. Yeah. There's yeah. she's made cake. Oh, dessert, dessert. Like because that's a normal family thing is mm -hmm. to have like dessert. But unless that dessert's made out of coconut milk, and they're using non-processed raw plant-based sugar alternatives yeah which most people aren't right unless they're educated in it you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to uh have yeah. that when you know you shouldn't but if like i said it's those things you've been going through a banger of a day and it's there like mm -hmm. even the strongest of people that i know that are as ridiculously committed to their goals as they are we're human beings like our biological mind is a lot stronger than our little subjective idea of what we were going to do today yeah, ten thousand year old mind. We see that we see that sugar, which we would never have been able to get in that quantity ever. And just by the sight of it, it's like all the mm -hmm. reward systems in your mind are coming online saying, "You better eat this shit now because you're not going to get it." Yeah, that's like how your mind's thinking. And so I mean, I just I remember like I had to. That's why I had to separate from family meals in that way, uh, at least until they could understand. Yeah, and like you know, being accepting of that. But yeah, it's hard. I agree. You just kind of have to stick to your guns with it and just stick to it because 
and that's what I do. And it, it can be uncomfortable. Um, but at the end of the day, this is what makes me feel the best. What's it like with your partner? Uh, it comes and goes. I'm definitely more healthy than he is. And, <laughs> and that's, that's a whole nother challenge as well. Right. So, and I'm very in tune with how his body reacts to food. And I notice the different symptoms that he deals with. So, you know, like when he drinks a lot of beer, like I can tell mm. the next day from mm. his skin or from other things, right? I'm so bloating, that type of stuff. I'm, I'm bloating and right. And it's difficult to be with him the night before when he's drinking beer and not say anything. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you're going to be extra hungover tomorrow because you're drinking alcohol that's made out of grains and it's super processed and you don't do well with grains, but you go have your 12 pack and I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. So that's a, um, that I was talking with, uh, Glenn. He was on a, he might've been the last guest that was on. Yeah. Um, G money, shout out if you're listening. And we were talking about this exact same conversation around just because you're on your path and you're on your journey and you're evolving, that doesn't necessarily make you better than others or even in our scenario here, entitled to tell others uh, what to do yeah. and have their own to do that. And that's a, that's a, that's a battle of its own. That's oh. an ego battle of its own with your friends and your family, mm -hmm. right? All the time. And especially because I'm studying to be a nutritionist, mm. I'm like, I have authority listen yeah. to me and it doesn't work out so i don't say anything now i just kind of bite my tongue and because if you do say something then it's nagging right and it's mm. and it and then i don't want to um make him see certain foods as bad and have a bad relationship with food or food shame him right mm. so so you have to be really careful with that and it's not just with him just with like my family and my close friends in general like, I can tell you what's going to affect you negatively, but I don't think you want to hear it. Like, I don't mm. think you want to know. So what am I supposed to do? I just don't say anything then. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I feel like you should, but without the, uh, the capital E, without the capital E, the capital ego. Yeah. Like, cause like, it's like, yeah, I just want to say anything. I'm very similar. It's like when I see close people to me, just like, for some reason they chose today, this is a good day to drink a can of Coke. And it's like, I don't remember the last time that I put in something like that uh, into my body and it, it completely repulses me to look yeah. at that. Yeah, totally. But it's, but it's okay, when I say it's okay, it's okay for them to decide to do that, but mm -hmm. it's that battle in your mind of like, do you list off the the entire essay you have in your mind of why this is going to fuck you up? Yeah. Right? And then you just, but similar to what you're saying there, it's like it's almost sometimes you choose to just resign because like, oh, I'm not sure. So I just uh, this discussion, this discussion. Mm. But I feel like we should have that discussion. Just mm. the battle for us is to keep the E out of it. Yeah. And I also think you can lead by example. And so that's kind of what I try and remember is like, you don't necessarily have to say anything in order to make an impact. Right. Mm. So the, the food choices you make in front of other people, they'll notice. Mm. They'll notice if you take a water or kombucha over a can of Coke, they'll notice. Yeah. Even if they don't say anything, they'll notice, right? So it's kind of just going like by actions rather than words can actually be very helpful. Yeah. So. You got, I agree, that's good. Yeah, it depends on the people. You really gotta just like 
feel it out. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, there was something else I feel like I had parked up, but it's left my mind now. So <laughs> what I'll do here, and because like with the potters, uh, have you have you listened to any of the potters before this in the short brief period that we had before getting ready for this? Yes, I listened to snippets of different ones. Um, the last couple of interviews you had, and then I also listened to your 2019 New Year's one. Oh yeah, that one was yeah. really uh, cool. I liked it. The um, oh the path to success one. Yes. Yeah. Oh okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, well, well then, what I like to do is just as we start to wrap up. And just bring things to a little bit of a summary mm. and recall some of the things. I feel like just some of the most important things, even though you wouldn't you wouldn't think it, but that's what I love about the podcast because I don't set any rigid structure in my mind of what I want to talk about. That's why I don't even, like we subconsciously use the word interview, but I'm not really interviewing you here. We're just sitting and talking. Yeah, like, exactly. It's having a chat. That's what I love because there are so many great things that came out of that. But I feel yeah. like uh, from you, something personally that, that I learned, big time was your the way that you handle your perception of self in relation to others i would never have guessed just from looking at and this is what i fucking love about this medium because by looking at your instagram mm. right, there's only so much you can communicate through the the and your your captions are on fire as well oh. like they're good captions i oh. can tell you put time into them thank right? you and you think about them and but there's only so much we can get out of that. And I would have no idea. And I hope for any of Brit's uh, audience that has come across here, mm. if there's any one thing that I feel like, just because I know I did, that would have picked up from you, was just your self-awareness around around self, your perception mm. of who you are. And uh, I really thank you for opening up and sharing that uh, with someone that, of course, you'd never met before. And this is only being through pixels that are flying through the internet, through the air, which is, <laughs> which is uh, kind of crazy to think of. Yeah, but, yeah. I really appreciate that you were able to do that in such a raw, honest, candid way. And going back to that moment where I said just straight authenticity coming out of why you wake up in the morning and you were able to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love that. So I really thank you that. Thank you for being able to do that. And the last thing I'll say just before I wrap up this little thing is that you asked me, or when you asked me, you just kind of made a small comment after looking at some of my content that I've only uh, had one girl on not as many mm-hmm. females on, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I wouldn't want to, exp- I couldn't explain through type them, but it's interesting that I reached out to more females than I have males. Oh. And a lot of girls, uh, it's not, it's not a, even a direct unwillingness. It's that I've found that through, even through girls that are similar to yourself that are in similar lines of work, maybe not necessarily in health, but yeah. in whatever it may be. Yeah. performance coaching or this or that or uh women's uh, self-esteem this type of stuff but are un- uncomfortable or if maybe it's not uncomfortable just not confident to come on and speak their truth in a raw format like this and uh so wow. when i when i have when i am sitting in front of you here right now and i'm hearing you talk the way that you talk uh it's it's amazing it's beautiful and i think that any girl listening to this and guy as well should take on that that mm. that confidence and that light and that fire that you put through here is that hey I'm just gonna sit here regardless of who it is and just speak my truth. So I really thank you for being able to do that. Oh, thank you. Those are very kind words. And that's um it's very interesting that you've reached out to more females 
than males. And I wonder if it's because you're a male that females mm. feel like they can't be real with you and open with you. You know what I mean? Like, mm. whereas like if I, if I reached out to them and said, come on my podcast, mm. I wonder, I wonder what the success rate would be compared to yours. It'd be very interesting. That is interesting. Cause so, I've checked out some other female hosts yeah. who only have female guests on. Well, pretty much they don't. Yeah. Uh, so that is an interesting thing. So um, here at the end, what I'd love to do is give you a chance just to, for those that are supremely interested now in diving in on your world and your universe, yeah. uh, send them to wherever you would like them to go and then we'll wrap up from there. Yeah. So best place to talk to me and find me is on Instagram at biohackingbrittany. Of course, that's how clean. That's how you found me, my clean and crisp Instagram account. That's it. Thank you. Um, I also have a website, biohackingbrittany.com. Um, shoot me an email. I have like a ask me anything now part that's up to my website where people ask me health questions and I give them my two cents because it's like easier to do that through my site. So I'm everywhere online and Facebook, but Instagram is the best. The gram is the best for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. That's how we found each other. So yeah, exactly. And uh, don't worry for those of you listening, I didn't catch all of that. All links will be in the YouTube description for those of you watching. What up? And also uh, in the show notes on CastBox and iTunes, all that stuff. It'll all be linked up and that's all wrap us up. So awesome. I thank you guys uh, so much for listening in. Britt, thanks so much for coming on. Awesome. Thank you for you having me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thanks. No worries. No worries at all. <laughs> uh, all right. And as always, guys, the outro is now coming at the end. So I catch you there. Ciao. Thank you very much for joining us on that journey, my friends. It was an absolute time speaking with Brittany. And I feel like for sure we'll get this again at some time in the future point. Until then, please dive in on her universe. Like I said in the actual episode, everything will be tagged up in the show notes, YouTube description, etc. Now, if you guys would like to connect with me outside of this pod or outside of the YouTube channel, hit me up on the gram at Tang one That's double O-I Tang one Yeah, slap your DMs there. Dive in on daily content. Tell your mom, it's a good time. <laughs> As always, this episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com where you guys can pick up that day game ebook. You can book one-on-one Skype coaching, dive in on deep immersive boot camps, all through bulldozer.com. Also, if you have your own uh, context that you would like to slide in for one of my solo potters, you want to get my thoughts on things, or if you just want to, even if it's not for a potter, you just want to slide your thoughts on things, hit me up at bulldozer.com in the about section. You can contact me there. There's a form there. And if you guys would like to support this potter and keep it running, you can donate anything you wish through my PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. I am uh, tremendously grateful to anything that you guys put through that. It really means a lot. So thank you very much. And with that being said, this potter rolls on and we keep on coming. Okay. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me, my friends. I'm here with you and I thank you for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.